0: Welcome to episode 36 of the Lovecraft Tapes Podcast. I am Jeremy, your keeper of Arcane Lore, and we're gonna play the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu horror role-playing game from Chaosium based upon the fictional works of HP Lovecraft. Your investigators of the unknown are Matt as Dan Williams.
1: How many of these guns do I have to keep taking before I can just politely refuse? It's getting kinda creepy.
0: Gabe is Roy Arroyo.
2: I really just want this to end so I can watch my favorite movie of all time, Hellraiser 7,
0: Deader. And Brian as Jack Whiteside. Yeah, the only thing I can't stand is
3: they never deliver the best line of the movies, which is Jesus wept. Jesus
2: swept.
0: It's a commercial for Swiffer. All right, well, how's everybody doing today? What are we eating and drinking?
2: Water. It's powdered water. I just have to add water to it. I'm eating the souls of my enemies. Just
0: like Hellraiser 7. I am drinking stone IPA. You're getting stoned? I'm drinking uh, La Croix coconut.
1: Sponsor us, La Croix.
0: It's pronounced
2: La Croix. Get it right.
1: I think you mean the Crocs.
2: And I'm eating a Dove Dark Chocolate.
1: Sponsor us, Dove Dark Chocolate.
2: Unwrap it slowly into your microphone.
1: Slowly and sensually unwrap that chocolate.
0: Well, uh, before we begin, let's uh, get some housekeeping done. We're going to look at some letters from beyond. I'm feeling the letter P for some reason. <laughs> I told you to go before we left. But I didn't have to go then. All right, the first one is a note from Twitter from a user called at Rogue. And he says... 30 episodes of Lovecraft tapes. Favorite one so far is when Chuck and Sam go to the cult meeting and Chuck is forced to make small talk.
3: (laughs) That is a classic. He got mad.
0: And on Reddit, unknownfet715 says, Episode 30. Hey, I know the guys gave you trouble for it, but your nuttier-than-a-bag-of-dicks joke was pretty fucking funny. (laughs) So I'm glad someone appreciates my flubs. And lastly on Facebook, Darren Maroney says... I only discovered your podcast two weeks ago, and in that time I've binged on nearly all the episodes. I really liked how you played with the timeline and how the characters fitted into it. One question I had regarding the scenarios. Are they original or modified from published material? The sponsor ads are great, and I love how they tie in with the scenarios. Uh, I do use mostly published or found scenarios. Uh, there's a lot of material out there. Some of it is for previous versions of the game, but I'm able to convert those. There are some conversion rules in the back of the Keeper's uh, rulebook. So I'm able to do that. And, and for the most part, I take that and uh, slightly modify if I need to, or greatly modify as we go along, because sometimes these guys do things that simply are off the uh, rails. And so I'm forced to make up some stuff like the haunted elevator in the very first scenario, I <laughs> So I hope that answers your question. Well, before we begin, uh, let's take a quick commercial break. And
4: now, a word from our sponsor. Do you want to quit smoking? How about becoming more confident, losing weight, influencing friends and coworkers, Or even convincing your neighbors that you really do need their kids for a sacrifice to the old ones in order to keep them from devouring the entirety of the time-space continuum in a fit of rage? Do you wonder just how you're ever going to get that done? Well, wonder no more. New from Herbert West Industries comes inaudible. The home subliminal messaging system for all ages. That's right. With inaudible, you can transmit secret messages to reprogram, influence, and overwrite their natural thought processes with whatever you want. Our messages are transmitted at a top-secret, patent-pending frequency that really works. Seriously, it actually works this time. This technology, once only available to the world's most insidious corporations and governments for mass mind control experiments, has been shrunk down to home size so that every family everywhere can experience the miracles of subliminal messaging. No longer will you have to deal with those pesky kids talking back and not eating their vegetables, or that lazy husband not taking out the trash and mowing the lawn, or with that no good wife who refuses to make you a sandwich after a hard day at work. Subliminal messaging is the answer to all your problems. Ethics, who cares about ethics when you have results like ours? 10 out of 10 people who were concerned with the ethics of inaudible subliminal messaging services were convinced that they were wronged after just a short two hour demo. Now they're all happily adjusted customers out there spreading the gospel of inaudible. And if you feel like there's some strange secondary messaging going on underneath your broadcast, don't worry. That's perfectly normal, and all you have to do is comply and forget so that you can be happy too. Comply. Forget. Comply. Forget. Comply. 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 Inaudible the world's one and only in-home subliminal messaging service. Order yours today from Herbert West Labs. Remember, folks, if it's not West, it's not the best. And
2: we're back. We are. That was it. Guys, don't react. Let him know how bad it was.
1: I thought the Fine Brothers trademarked react and no one was allowed to do that anymore.
2: Life's sad. This is our last podcast. Good night. Thanks for coming to the Lovecraft Tapes. Good night. So long. Thanks for all the fish. All of them? Really? Okay, like 65% of the fish.
3: Okay, that's more like it.
0: And now we continue Chapter 5, Hell House. Previously... On the Lovecraft Tapes. Special agent for the FBI, Jack Whiteside, recovers from seeing a strange, shadowy serpent approach him in the Angerstein house, although no one else can substantiate his experience. Roy also recovers from yet another broken nose, but not before the trio of investigators are met by Chief Daniel Weaver from the Leland Sheriff's Office, who offers to take them back to the station for a quick chat. Turns out, Chief Weaver is none too pleased with strangers poking around his town. He warns them to either provide a search warrant or steer clear of bothering the local populace. Now that they have a vehicle, the temptation to learn more about the Angerstein House and the Leland Evangelical Church is too great. They arrange to bump into Dawn Ellers as she walks home from volunteering at the Angerstein House, a young girl who knew Kelly Landrum well. Reluctantly, she tells them about Kelly's problems. And now we continue episode 36. It is late afternoon, Saturday, October 21st. Only three days until Hell House opens to the public. Dan, Dawn's words ring in your ears. Kelly told me Satan was talking to her and she was fighting the impulse to start using again. You are immediately reminded of Charles Blaine's own addictions and his eventual descent into madness. Tell us about something you saw Charles Blaine do at the Contented Cow that has since made you question his innocence in all those murders.
1: In between Betsy's and and everything going to shit, I went up to, to Charles' room to check on him to, you know, maybe see if he wanted to go down to the bar, grab a drink together. And when I opened the door to his room, he was fumbling around in his bag for something i couldn't i couldn't tell quite what and as soon as he saw me enter the room he immediately you know buttoned and zipped it up and threw it in the corner and did everything in his power to keep me away from that bag he would you know from from actually attempting to get me to leave the room by saying we were going to go do something together you know, being all friendly to, to physically dragging and pushing me out of the way. And I could never quite figure out what would be so important that he needed to hide it in that bag. I mean, I never got back around to checking it because everything went to shit once I almost got blown up three times. But it just never sat right with me that for someone who was supposed to be on the mend, he would still seem slightly tilted, I guess is the word for it. Especially when we'd come back to him after being away, after him being on his own, we'd come back and he just seem a little off. And as much as I know it's important to Sam to clear his name, and as much as I'm working for that, I'm starting to think that maybe he did have something to do with this whole thing.
0: Jack, Dawn's words resonate in your heart. The day before she died, she said she'd do anything to stop the whispering. This brings to mind a particular time when you were young, playing in the backyard with your sister. Tell us about that experience.
3: I can't believe I can see her like, like she's still here. I'm I'm playing with my sister right now. Come over here. Let me give you a hug. I don't understand this. Why can't I hold on to her? Where is she going? I chase after my sister. I'm trying to catch her, but she keeps getting further and further away. She's going into the swamp. I can't find her anywhere. I can't find her anywhere. I realize this isn't natural, what I'm thinking, what I'm seeing. I've got to get out of this little fog that I'm in. And I snap out of
0: it. Roy... Even through your nap in the back seat, Dawn's words resound in your brain. I told her to talk to Pastor Weaver, but the next day she was dead. Your dreams are infiltrated with a memory of being an altar boy in your neighborhood parish. And something strange you witnessed the priest doing when no one else was around. Tell us the details of your dream. It's the 70s, and I was an altar boy at
2: the local church. And I wasn't that big on being there but it was important to my dad but we didn't get along too well so it was important to me i did like the whole catholic thing just being involved kind of sucked i remember one day after a night mass on easters walking into my pastor's room and him bowing into a sort of star shape but it had a circle around it and i I didn't know what it was at the time, but I remember that being the last we ever saw of Pastor Dave, and
0: no one ever talked about him from that point on. Okay, so now we all have some decisions to make. Let's start with Dan.
1: I sacrifice Roy to the... Oh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I shoot him. Jack and Roy, would you consider Dan's tale to be positive or negative? Negative. It would be negative. How about Jack's tail? That seemed pretty negative to me. How about you guys? Yeah. Yeah. Sad. How about Roy's? Was that also negative, do you think?
1: Oh, that was happy fun times all the way
0: through. <laughs> <laughs> we are smiling and laughing. Okay. On your very next roll, you must also roll a penalty dice. That's for each of you. Uh,
2: no, I loved the pentagram. It really made my character
0: happy. <laughs> and this is essentially just due to the negative psychic energy that has been elicited by the words of Kelly Landrum, the dead girl, through the lips of Don Ellers, her friend. I'm
1: sorry I can't comply. Negative psychic energy is against my religion. <laughs> you are oppressing me. Stop.
0: Just then, a flash of lightning illuminates the sky, seemingly from nowhere. An instantaneous thunder erupts, shaking the windows of the car.
1: Oh God, not again.
0: (laughs) Roy immediately (laughs) springs awake from his dream, and Dawn looks even more distraught and quickly flees through nearby yards, presumably to her home. Moments later, rain begins hammering down on Leland.
3: Who's Leland?
1: There's just just one small cloud hanging over the sky pouring rain
3: down. Well, should we continue on? Nah.
1: Where's there to go from here? I mean, we can check out the church.
3: Yeah, I think we should. Could we see the map real quick,
1: maybe? Oh, yeah, let me just get that out of the glove box.
2: I had it memorized. I don't know why you needed it, loser.
3: You want to do a drive-by past the haunted house? Not stop or anything. Just do a drive-by.
1: I got the Uzis in the back.
2: All right, let's do this. Put on your masks. <laughs> and then I put on a Jack Whiteside mask.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I put on a royal, Arroyo mask.
3: I saw, I saw something in that house, guys, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm really I'm
2: really shaken to the core. I mean, you guys aren't going to listen to me. So, whatever. Oh, we value your opinion. As long as you're nice about it.
1: I'm sorry, what did you say, Roy? I wasn't listening to you.
2: What would you like to do? I'm serious. What do you think? That's fine. I just think everybody's a bit worked up right now.
3: Yeah, I'm a bit worked up. If you saw what I saw, you'd be a bit
2: worked up, too. And I think it'd be more wise to clear our heads for an hour or two and then go. But if you want to just rush into things like an angry lunatic with a lot of kids, then go ahead.
3: What time is it exactly right now? About 4.30? Yeah. Since we're still close to the hotel, why don't we go get cleaned up a bit? Gives ourselves two hours. It'll be a little bit darker, hopefully, by then. We won't be as suspicious.
1: spookier, too. Because nothing says suspicious like a car slowly driving around at dusk with no headlights on. Well, you
3: gotta make sure to turn your headlights off if you gotta be creepy.
1: I'll get the windows tinted, too. That'll add to the creep factor.
3: Well, why don't we do that, then? Let's head back to the hotel motel.
1: I'm going to stop at the hardware store and grab some spray paint so the side of the car will say Free Candy on it.
0: Who's Candy? Oh, she's a stripper friend of mine who happens to be in jail. Everybody knows Candy ain't free, she charges quite a bit. All right, so uh you basically turn around and head back in the pounding rain to the screen door inn and disperse to your separate rooms for a couple hours, is that right?
3: Boy, I wish they had a full door on this room. It's hard getting out of the shower and running to your
0: clothes. Walls, ceiling, everything is screen doors. <laughs> it's all screen
3: doors. God, my bed is soaked.
1: That's why I'm sleeping under the bed. I just put some books underneath the legs.
0: The, the storm continues. Uh, it seems to be getting slightly worse, but certainly not contented cow-worse. I wasn't there. I was. Yeah, but you read about it. Oh, yeah. So uh, 6.30 arrives, and you guys are all spiffed up. All right.
3: Let's put a plan together. I got my good tuxedo on.
2: Roy, why don't you take the front seat? Oh, now you want to give it to me. No, I want the back. All
0: right, sounds good.
2: I get in the front seat. Wait a minute.
0: Gabe, could you make a reverse psychology roll, please? Shotgun.
2: <laughs> ha.
3: All right, I'll get the shotgun out.
2: Uh, Well, first, I think we ought to... I don't know how cool you guys are feeling tonight, but if you're feeling like some lame-o losers, we might want to call that a babysitter that. Mr. Big Cop Man Boss Hog wants us to be with us.
1: Oh, fuck no. I'm not a six-year-old. I don't need anyone following me around. That's
2: what I like to hear, Danny. I say we go for it. Oh, yeah.
1: Do either of you have, have someone, have a friend back at headquarters that can maybe send over some sort of, you know, official-looking-ish paper? It doesn't have to be purely official, just enough to maybe fool the guy into letting us walk around without a chaperone.
2: I got lots of friends. I know Jack's a loser. Not written
3: on toilet paper this time, Roy.
1: Why is it written in crayon on toilet paper?
0: <laughs> hey, you said sort of official. Uh, I will interject that both Jack and Roy would know that obviously assistant director Skinner is the person who would need to produce some sort of document. Nah, I'm going to call my friend Meeks.
2: He's in the paper room. (laughs) Fax me over something
0: piece of paper that says
2: we are spies let us in.
3: Roy you want me to give Skinner a call?
2: I think that um you'll probably have a lot less to say to um than I will so.
3: Alright you call him then.
2: Okay uh so I'll go over to the payphone and I'll call up Skinner. Uh you go up to the payphone and uh you get a
0: dial tone.
3: Please deposit $73.
2: Payphones don't work anymore I forgot so I'll use my cell phone. Alright
0: uh you punch in her number and almost immediately go to voicemail Oh, hey, Skinner, what's up? Not much, how are you? Just kidding, it's the voicemail. Please leave your name and number. Quick.
2: Oh, okay. Thanks for that. Thanks for, you know, life and death stuff happening here. Thanks for wasting our time. When you get a shot, just fax us some, you know, fake official documents, you know, like we did when we killed Osama. I mean, I gotta make some people think some things are true. You know a lot about that. You know, you put me on this because I'm willing to go where other losers like Jack aren't. So, just give me a call back or don't that'd be better just fax me the stuff by
1: jet fuel can't melt steel beams
2: i say um we just go
1: uh we want to still run that drive by the haunted house or do we want to head straight up to the church and see if we can't catch pastor wheeler
2: weaver yeah that's fine that's
3: probably the best
1: bet okay shut down everyone hop in and we'll all
3: right i jump in the back seat With a shotgun.
2: That's fine. At least I'll die in the front seat.
3: There's no shells. I just keep going.
1: He just keeps making the noise from the back seat for no reason. Yeah, and just moving my hand up and down, even though I don't have a shotgun.
0: You guys drive from the hotel on down the road, basically west. Go by a small little pond there on the right-hand side. Basically goes down to Crossroads. And you see there is another pond just to the south of the crossroads.
3: We're going to summon the crossroads demon.
0: Uh, it looks like it's, uh, you know, maybe a good fishing hole. Down here in Texas, they got quite a bit of them.
1: It's not the only thing we're going to do in that hole.
0: Let's go fishing, guys.
1: Yeah, screw this investigation.
0: Let's go catfishing. Roy gets like a slight twinge when he looks at the water. He's like, well, it looks like a breeding ground for a lot of frogs. Uh, do you think that there, there, there are f- 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 f-
2: f- frogs in there? Swinks, cheekies. I'll just cup my eye, like, so I don't look out the side window. The
0: all-natural barrier of putting your cupped hand next to your eye, so you don't see things.
2: My God, there's so many of them crossing the road. How do they hop so
0: far? I'll close my eyes and throw firecrackers out the window. Next time, it's your butt. Dan takes a left out of the road and pulls up to the Leland Free Evangelical Church. It is a large wooden boxy building boxy later must be from ikea it is painted completely white and has a very small bell tower
1: has <laughs> some strange swedish letters out front
0: and the uh it looks like the grounds are pretty well kept but the grass is all yellow and patchy
1: damn huskies so we have a, a game plan here are we just gonna like waltz in there and
2: i can kick down the door
3: what about uh maybe one or two of us going in and the other one kind of surveilling around.
2: It's really nice of you to offer to stay behind.
3: I have no problem with that. You two got this?
1: So, Roy, shall we uh, head inside? Yeah. You should probably leave the upside-down cross pentagram in the car this time. Last time, they, they weren't too nice about that. Hey. What?
2: This is America. I can do anything I want for any reason, because the, de- the bill of rights says so.
3: Roy, this is Texas.
2: I plead the eighth.
1: Little
3: bit different down
1: here.
2: Okay, if they have a problem with me, I'll just shoot them, and it will be legal.
1: Come on, Roy. Let's see if we can't catch the pastor before he heads home for the night. Maybe he'll be a little more willing to talk to us. Although, based on the people we've met here so far, I'm not having a good feeling about this guy.
2: Well, I'm the only real Christian out of any of you, Mr. Divorce and Mr. Voodoo.
1: Technically, I was never married, so...
2: Okay. Nice assumption. All right, shut up. You don't even know. You know what
1: they say about assuming... You
2: got here, like, a few weeks ago. Come
1: on, Roy. And we're going to head into the Leland Free Evangelical Church, Ikea edition.
0: Dan and Roy get out of the car, into the pouring rain, and make a mad dash for the uh, front door of the church. While Jack remains in the back seat... Listening to the pitter-patter of heavy rain.
3: Finally, some alone time.
0: Jacket. I love, love rain. Is it chocolate rain? You're listening to the super sounds of the 70s. Hope next (laughs) year's a little bit. Dan reaches the door first and uh, heads inside. Firsties! He can see that inside it's pretty modern looking, but very sparse. There are some wooden pews, but they look to be a little bit nicer than your old church wooden pews that you might ordinarily see creaking and, and These are these have been paid a pretty penny for.
1: You think they got them at Ikea with the rest of the building?
0: It uh, looks like it could hold maybe around 300 people, so it's a pretty nice size.
1: Pretty strong building if you can hold all 300 of them.
0: Towards the uh, front, there's a lectern, a simple wooden lectern, a number of collapsible chairs, for obviously for visiting speakers and musical performers up on the stage. The floor and the dais are carpeted in uh, plush fuchsia, although the carpet is bright and clean it is worn in places and the walls are all white with stained glass windows of bright abstract patterns
1: so it's one of those postmodernist churches i take it
0: yeah not quite but it's it's pretty standard but maybe just like a little bit better Although you can sort of see, like, bits of wear here and there is well hidden. There are a couple doors in the back there, too, that obviously to other portions of the of the building.
2: All right, now that we spent 15 minutes trying to figure out what everything in this room is, let's go see if we can find the pastor. Oh,
1: there's, like, no one in the immediate area we are in that we can...
0: It appears to be uh, abandoned right now. Let's just start yelling.
1: Ah! Ah!
0: Dan, since you were the first one to, uh... Go through the door. Why don't you give me a luck roll with your penalty dice? Roll for surprise.
1: Oh. Well, that would have gone well, but penalty dice. Um, here's my d10. It
2: probably still will go well.
1: Yeah, 32 with the penalty dice. I needed a 64, so my luck roll still works out.
0: Very nice. Okay, thank you. Let me know what you're doing.
1: Uh, we're going to head towards the doors in the back, and I'm just going to random i'm just gonna walk through the door on the right side and kind of open it up and stick my head back and see if i can spot anyone
0: all right roy what are you doing while he's doing that are you just following or are you checking out other things what are you doing i'm checking out the
2: opposite side of the church and i'm also at the same time uh yelling a lot looking for pastors
0: is that we're yelling looking for
2: pastors (laughs) I'm, i'm yelling out the craigslist ad for pastors that i just put out
0: Chance encounters. Married white male <laughs> looking for pastors. <laughs> men seeking men. Agents seeking pastors. Must be okay with 11 children.
1: How many of them are boys?
0: Sick. All right, so let's go ahead and start with Dan. Dan, since you rolled so lucky, 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 you open up the right-hand side door and notice that it is a simple room, simply decorated with one wall dominated by a wooden cross. There are a couple bookshelves. And there's an antique wooden desk with a green leather cover. So, Dan, that's that's what you see.
1: Hello. Is anybody here not okay? And I'm just going to walk in. And uh, first thing I'm going to do is go uh, see what kind of books are on that shelf.
0: So, the, the books appear to be, obviously, religious and uh, referential texts. Not, not too old. Not like antiques or anything like that. Pretty common stuff, which you might expect to find at a, a modern church.
1: Okay, so, nothing like out of the ordinary like, how to sacrifice for ultimate power and pleasure.
0: My Life Volume 2. <laughs> My Life Volume 2. <laughs> there is uh, one that sort of catches your eye, uh, but it's not on the on the uh, bookshelves. It's uh, There's one sitting on, on the desk. It's Sammy Hagar's autobiography.
1: Who would want to read that?
0: It's called Moss Tequila.
1: <laughs> I'm going to head over to the desk and check out the book that's sitting on top of it before it's I It's called
2: My... No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's do the same story we just did but with, like, a different character in a, in Texas.
0: Dan, you're standing outside the study.
1: <laughs> what is this, some sort
0: of serial sitcom? So on the spine of it, you see the title clearly labeled The Book of the Passover Angel.
1: Uh, I'm going to open to the first page and kind of skim over it to see if I can't figure out what this book is about.
0: The first thing you notice is that it is signed by Reverend John Balfour. Hmm.
1: I'm going to take out my phone and snap a picture of both the cover of the book with the title and the page with the signature for later reference.
0: And why don't you go ahead and give me some sort of roll as you scan the text? Maybe library use?
1: It could be. I can give library. I only have 26 in there, but I'll give it a shot, I guess.
0: Unless you can find something more appropriate. Fighting Brawl. It's that. You gotta fight the book. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna fight the book. to tell me what it knows. Tell me what you know, you little shit. Can I use my 50 points and jump?
0: I think language might be more appropriate. Oh, okay. This is America.
1: Hey! I needed a 40 and I rolled a 23. That is a successful language roll.
0: It, it does delve into some very religious speak. There There are some very sort of theological concepts that you're not quite grasping because you are Definitely not of the religious bent, but you can very easily glean that this is not a run of the mill Bible or even theological text in the same vein as like Catholicism, but it appears to be more. Heretical, So it is questioning some of the tenets of the Bible. There's nothing really evil about it or anything like that. You're not getting any, like, My Life vibes. So you're telling me the photos
1: that I took on my phone are not going to come to life.
0: (laughs) It just appears to be, like, maybe a text that might run in certain cult circles.
1: Okay. So I'm going to put the book back down where I found it and start uh, tugging on drawers to see if any of them open and see what's inside. We're going full on Snoop Dogg here.
0: Go ahead and give me a spot hidden.
1: Oh... He didn't fail by much. Spend your luck. Spend your luck. Okay, I'm going to spend four points of luck and push that down to a 58 so that I win. And that means I am now down to 60 luck.
0: You do find a, a, a key.
1: And there isn't anything in the room that would obviously take... Like, it's not like a like a, a safe or a lockbox or anything in plain sight that I could see that would...
0: Tuck to the uh, right side of the bookcase. Uh, you do see a small metal filing cabinet.
1: I'm going to attempt to unlock the filing cabinet with the key.
0: The key absolutely unlocks it. You hear a click. And the little button punches out.
1: I'm going to open that filing cabinet now and quickly leaf through it and see what's inside.
0: All right. As you do that, let's go back to Roy. Roy, you open up the door looking for a pastor. And you see a hallway that leads further into the bowels of the church. And it looks like this is a spot where they may hang their frocks and whatnot. Prior to uh, services. And uh, as it goes back, you see that obviously there is some storage in the back before it turns right. Yeah, keep going. You turn the corner and you see that there is like a mop and a broom. And there's a shelf there with some standard toilet paper, paper towels, toiletries, that sort of thing. Uh, Hammer, nails, things like that. Uh, Some construction material. And then there's a door at the very end. I'll go and... See if I can open that door. It opens quite easily, and it's a bathroom. Dun, dun, dun!
1: Check to make sure the toilet paper is at one ply.
0: It's a very nice bathroom. It's uh, It's got a little uh, renews-it uh, up in one corner <laughs> to keep it nice and fresh smelling. It's jasmine. That's what makes it a nice bathroom. Poopery on the back of the and, toilet. And they do use uh, a better soap. So, you know, it's uh, just some nice honey-based, uh, looks like maybe essential oils of some sort being used as the soap.
3: Roy's contemplating
2: taking 20 minutes here. <laughs> Gonna have a constitutional. I'll take a nap. <laughs> I'll inspect. The bathroom.
0: It's uh, looks to be, you know, for all intents and purposes, uh, a normal bathroom. Oh, then I'll use it. All right, let's go back to Jack. That storyline was just getting me to a bathroom. <laughs> That's all there was down there, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> but you enjoy it for all you can.
1: Can I smell Roy in the bathroom from the? <laughs> Why would you want to, you weirdo?
0: Jack, you listen to the pounding rain. A few minutes goes by. What are you doing during this time?
3: I am going to pull out my... Pocket watch. I'm going to flip it open. I'm going to rub the screen, the glass, the crystal.
0: And then Jack the Ripper comes back in time. And then he's going to
1: shove it up his ass.
0: Oh. Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Oh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I close it up.
1: I can really use a Bloody Mary. <laughs> I get out of the car.
3: I'm going to start walking around the property with the watch in my hand, looking for any type of cellar or basement or entrance.
1: You looking to sell your pocket watch?
3: Anybody? The eBay guy said to meet him here. I don't know.
0: Why are you looking for an entrance? You could have came in the front. All right, so you hop out of the Oldsmobile 78, shut the door with a nice, loud, solid thunk, and bend over to protect the pocket watch from the pounding rain and squint through the dusk and make your way around the church grounds. The building's relatively large. There's a copse of trees off to the right.
1: Cops? Shit, we gotta get out of here, guys. Ditch the stuff! Ditch the stuff!
0: <laughs> and uh, so you make your way around, and uh, it, it appears to be pretty solid. Doesn't look like there's maybe a basement or anything. The foundation looks pretty, pretty solid. It might have something to do with the nearby lake. Maybe they didn't want to build... Any kind of subseller?
3: I'm going to just scan the property the best I can real quick from where I'm standing to see if there's any outbuildings.
0: You, you've actually made your way around the entire structure, and uh, but go ahead and give me a spot hidden for seeing anything else.
3: I needed a 70 and I got
0: a 52. That is a success. And so as you're rounding the corner, you see a car approaching and it's quite clearly from the sheriff's office. Oh. And it is basically starting to pull in right behind your Oldsmobile 78. Let's go back to Dan. Dan, so you're flipping through the papers.
1: I haven't fingered a Rolodex in a while, but I might be able to bring that one back. <laughs>
0: Fingering was your strong suit, I must say. Well, the church records that you've happened upon are clearly books being kept. So why don't you give me an accounting roll?
1: <laughs> I needed a five and I rolled a five. 45. So that's a failure.
0: Yeah. Well, you can make neither heads nor tails of these ledgers. You're going to need somebody who has a better sense for money. You clearly do not.
1: I'm going to close the cabinet, lock the door, and pocket the key. And then I'm going to turn around and head back out into the the main area of the church and see if uh, Roy is back from the other side yet.
0: All right. You head back out into the church proper. Roy, you finish up in the bathroom. Feeling quite refreshed, (laughs) and the jasmine is just tingling your senses. You wash up the essential oils, make your hands feel really nice. You feel quite clean, very refreshed. I jacked it really hard.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's all over the inside of the walls, on the ceiling.
0: That bathroom was nice. It's not anymore. As you open the door... You notice that the short hallway that led you here is now completely black. Whatever light source there was is off.
2: I'll pull out my phone and then I will shine the flashlight because
0: technology is crazy. So you activate the flashlight feature on your phone and you notice that the darkness seems to swallow the light It is not completely black, but whatever radiance you're used to seeing from the flashlight function is very short. You can only see about five feet in front of you. This isn't your average darkness.
2: It's advanced darkness. Um, I'll walk blindly firing my gun into the darkness. I'd expect nothing less. You hear Dan go, oh!
0: So you shuffle along for what seems like way too long for what the hallway should be. Man, this hallway got longer. Gets worse, too, because you no longer see the walls to either side of you.
1: Damn this non-Euclidean geometry.
0: Hold on, I'll backtrack.
2: Back to the bathroom door.
0: You turn around and you don't see the bathroom door.
2: Uh, I'll jog in one direction as fast as I can.
0: All right, why don't you go ahead and give
2: me a luck roll? Oh boy, this'll be fun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's his highest skill, you know. Oh! oh!
2: Oh! I needed a 25 and I got a 25. Ha! Ties do count.
0: So moving at top speed with gun drawn and cell phone in the other hand, you race in one direction and just as... You're about to hit a closed door. I break the sound barrier. Dan opens it and breaks your fall. And the both of you tumble into the church. And then the soft music starts in the slow motion. Let's get it on. Jack, you see the sheriff's car pull up behind the Oldsmobile and just sit there idling.
3: I'm still standing on the side of the building. I did not go all the way out. I'm going to back up a couple steps and pound on the building or the window if there's one that I can reach. And the window shatters.
0: So you pound on the side of the building, keeping your eyes peeled on the sheriff's car that's idling behind your car. And you hear a voice behind you say, how may I help you, son? And that's what we're going to call it.
2: Oh, you son of a bitch. It's Peter Lorre from the South.
0: How I need some blueberry? <laughs> yes. Some blueberries would be good.
3: Oh, I want something to happen to someone You're else. I'm glad it did.
2: I wish Jack Whiteside would die. You're a jerk, Roy. A real jerk. Well, that's why you love me.
3: It's always being nice and, you know, would you want the front seat and, hey, what's your idea? Oh, really?
0: Because you stole it from me every other time. So let's go ahead and launch into our recommendos for this week. And let's start with Gabe. Got a two-pronger, so buckle up, buckaroos.
2: Okay, so some wrestling for all my fellow wrestling fans out there. Both of them. As of recording this last weekend, Sunday was SummerSlam. And it was fine. It was okay. But the night before was NXT TakeOver Brooklyn the Third. And it was perhaps one of the best shows I've ever seen. The first part of this sort of two-part recommendo is the only place you can actually... Let's just say TakeOver Brooklyn 3 is the first part, but the second part is the only way you can find that, save for pirating that match, is the WWE Network. It's $10 a month, and it's perhaps the best wrestling service ever made. So it's $10 a month, and first and foremost, you get every month's pay-per-view, which If you go through your cable, it's $60 for those. So you get those for $10. You get weekly NXT, which is better than the stuff they show on Raw or SmackDown. And the best part, in my opinion, is the video libraries that you get. Because you get access to every pay-per-view of all time. Back and then all of the companies that they own, WCW, ECW, etc., there is, I think, like hundreds of thousands of hours of content available, all just wrestling and the best, and it's really good, and everyone should get it, and first month is free. Do they wrestle snakes by any chance? There has been some snakes in the ring. Jake the Snake Roberts. I always thought they were dead. No, nah, one's not. No, Damien's alive. Snake, I heard you was dead. So that's my recommendos. Thank you, Gabe. That's
0: uh, that's something I will never subscribe to. But thank you. You know what? Different people like different things, Jeremy. I know. I, I actually appreciate that quite a lot. It, it's not for me, but that's cool. We need we need something for everybody. So, well, let's move on to Matthew.
1: Yay! I get to give you another indie game to play this week, courtesy of uh, Thomas Douglas in our YouTube live stream chat right now. Pulled number nineteen. And that means I'm going to tell you guys to check out a game called Armello. It's a, uh, a really sweet 3D uh, board game in the, the turn-based strategy genre. Uh, it takes place in the magical land of Armello, in which the king has become infected with a disease known as the rot. And it's up to you and three other people, or three other characters in this game, to compete to see who gets to take over the land of Armello whether that be by killing the king and taking it over or by curing his disease and becoming his right hand for all the time. It's a really, really beautiful game. It is one of the only 3D board games that I've played that really feels like it takes advantage of what a digital format can do for a board game, where it doesn't overcomplicate things, but it adds just enough to where it is, you know, really great animations, uh, beautiful art style, and it still retains the, all the charm of a board game. And even better, it's only $20 on Steam. has uh, not only single player with AI, but it also has online and local multiplayer. So you can play against your friends or totally random strangers.
2: I don't have friends. Lovely.
0: I prefer strangers. My actual recommendo for this week is a horror film. What? Say what? It's actually it's a horror comedy. It's called Cooties.
1: Gabe, I didn't know you had an autobiographical film.
0: Yeah, it stars Elijah Wood and Rain Wilson and Jack McBrayer Mick from uh, 30 Rock. Uh, it is uh, produced by SpectraVision, which is Elijah Wood's genre studio. Cooties is a lot of fun. It's not maybe the best movie, but it has a cute charm to it. He plays... A failed uh, writer from New York who returns to his small uh, hometown to live with his mother and substitute at a local school. Unfortunately, there's an outbreak of tainted chicken nuggets and all of the kids essentially become zombies. The the teachers have to get together and essentially slaughter all the kids or escape. It's a lot of fun. It, It doesn't go crazy over the board with the violence because it's little kids. But there is, there is some sweet hits and that sort of thing. So it's quite funny. Uh, so I'd recommend Cooties. Uh, it's a cute film. It uh, won't blow your mind or anything. But it, it is a lot of fun. So All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on iTunes, Google Music, Stitcher, or anywhere you download your regular podcasts. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Meanwhile, you can find us at thelovecrafttapes.com with links to all our social media, including Facebook, Reddit, YouTube, and our non-existent wiki. Links to our recommendos can be found on our website. You can find me on Twitter at Lovecrafttapes.
1: And if anyone knows how to summon a certified public accountant via Demonic Ritual, please let me know on Twitter at TheRealWeirdKid.
2: And if you barely want to see any tweets, you can follow me at LovecraftGabe. And if you want to see me retweet Gabe's tweets,
3: you can follow me at Brian Podcasts.
0: Well, until next time, roll for sanity. (laughs) The Lovecraft Tapes is copyright 2017. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com.